on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas. I'll never turn to the dark side. Into Benoit Blanc. Can you introduce me as Joker? I am the father. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you're listening to episode number 87 of this ongoing podcast series that is for the love of movies. And it is that time of year again. We're doing a little retrospectives, if you will. I'll look back a ranking of sorts for all of our favorite movies of the year. And in this particular episode, focusing specifically on horror films, our favorite horror films of this year and uh, i'm delighted to be welcoming back uh anthony from the never split up podcast as well as his co-host nolan he makes his first appearance here on phil at the movie so gentlemen welcome and i, I think this is a a fitting uh uh episode for you guys to be on because i think it's fair to say the three of us are big horror movie fans i mean you guys have a podcast that is dedicated to horror movies. So there's definitely some love uh, for the genre. And anyone who listens to this show uh, knows that I certainly will talk about horror movies any chance I can get. I think based on the numbers I was looking at the other day, I think 20% of my show has been on or about something Halloween related. So, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely a love for uh, that particular film to say the least, but uh, I, I thought it would be fun to have you guys on and uh, look back at 2023. There was a lot of great horror films for this year, but uh, first off, if you guys want to do a, a plug for your show, the, uh, the microphone is yours for the time being. Yeah. Thank you so much, Phil, uh, for having me on for the first time. I'm super excited to get into our favorites of the year. Uh, yeah, we we host uh, the Never Split Up podcast. Uh, we love the slasher genre, so that that name word is kind of a play on the the classic trope. We uh, we do a lot of movie reviews, horror movie reviews. We do a lot of rankings. We're doing a ranking this episode, so this is right up our alley. And uh, we have something cool at the end of our episodes um, for our reviews. We do what's called a Never Split Up moment, where we both pick a moment from the movie where a character does a dumb decision and then we have our fans uh, our fans vote on it in a poll on our social media channels so it's a it's a cool way to keep it interactive and, and have fun we're we're super casual we're, we're two buddies who grew up together and uh we both love horror movies and this was just kind of an excuse for us to talk about the genre we love so much once a week so we've been doing it uh just about a year now this is um Actually, this week is our one-year anniversary, so we're really proud of that and um, all the episodes that we've we've covered so far, and we have a lot more to go. So uh, if you guys want to check us out, uh, follow us on Twitter, slash X, and Instagram at NeverSplitUpPod. That's where we post our polls and everything, and we're also on YouTube. You can listen to our podcast on YouTube as well as all other you know podcast platforms. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get into these top horror movies of the year. This was a good year for horror. It was. Amen to that. And certainly, guys, I uh, I give my my seal of approval for your show. So uh, definitely, fellow listeners, give them give them a follow, give them a listen because uh, you guys put out really great uh really great episodes. And uh, uh, always uh always love your passion and uh, excitement for any particular movie. So uh, here's to uh, you know one year for you and and many more to uh, to follow. Appreciate it. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about our favorite horror films of the uh, of the year and the way this is going to work, everybody. So uh, anyone listening at home right now, um, we're going to start off with some honorable mentions um, because I like to have a little fun <laughs> on, on this show. And rather than doing the usual top 10, which in hindsight, I probably should have just done that. But, you know, what's life without a little creative chaos? So we're going to do a couple honorable mentions and then. The whole big point of this show is to do our top three horror films in 2023. So really playing on the the three moniker here. So uh, we'll uh, we'll go back and forth, uh, okay, do cool. a few shout outs for our uh, honorable mentions of the year, and then we'll uh, 
we'll get into our top three. I know this is a this has been a bit of a challenge so far for Anthony. He's been strong. He's been he's been working hard as we speak to uh again, you can't see this, folks, uh you know, listening at home, but uh he he's been finessing his list uh all, all during this introduction. So uh I, I'm looking forward to see, you know, hearing what this is gonna be. Um but uh in any event, so uh you know, this is again a good time, little uh little interaction uh with the pod. Uh feel free uh to uh, chime in with your favorite movie uh horror films of the year. Again, you don't have to do a top three. That was, you know, my 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 creative chaos for the day. But uh in any event, uh gentlemen, let's begin. And Anthony, uh we'll uh we'll go in alphabetical All order. Right. So uh give us one of your uh your honorable mentions and again however many you have you know feel free all right yeah you're stressing me out with this top three so i know I have a few that, <laughs> my apologies are so hard for me but um i'm gonna throw out an honorable mention is going to be evil dead rise hmm. um i thought they brought their franchise back you know the last time we had a movie was in 2013 which is my favorite evil dead movie um the remake the reboot and uh we had you know we had ash first evil dead the show after that but i thought evil dead rise was the perfect blend of the campiness of the 80s movies and the blend of how the 2013 movie was it was like gritty but not too gritty so it had a perfect blend i thought Alyssa sutherland was a great deadite she absolutely murdered that role and it was just a fun 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 movie to see in the theater it was gross nasty you know, I love seeing it with the crowd and it did a lot for me and I'm happy. And that title card, the title drop is my favorite of the year. Oh yeah. The evil dead rise title drop. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Love this movie. Yeah. That, that was beautiful. That was, that was, that was a work <laughs> of art. That whole opening. <laughs> I agree with that. I, uh, I liked evil dead rise. It's, it's not anywhere on my list. I, I, I saw it a few weeks after the opening, so it was super hyped, and I went in with high expectations. It didn't quite meet my expectations. Uh, I agree with you, Ant. The 2013 reboot is my favorite of the franchise. Um, I just, I, it, there was really nothing wrong with the movie. I just, maybe the, the setting, I didn't love the apartment setting. I thought it was a little too enclosed. It would have been cool maybe if they escaped the apartment and went like in the city and stuff. That would have been cool. But yeah, Whistler Sutherland was the best part of that movie she was awesome it, it's a good movie it just didn't quite do it for me like it did for other people so okay i guess i'm next i'll throw out an honorable mention i have a few as well um i'm gonna go with one that came out in the beginning of the year and that's megan i Ooh, love megan yeah. uh didn't quite make my top three uh, Aunt <laughs> knows how much i love megan uh that was really fun i just think it um you talk about the perfect blend of campiness and uh, being uh, just fun. I think it nailed it. And I really liked the, um, not just Megan. I mean, everyone talks about, you know, killer robot, killer doll and stuff, but I thought the uh, performances in the movie, especially the, um, the aunt and the, um, the, the niece, their, their names are escaping me, the uh, actresses, but I thought they did really well. Um, and I thought uh, the, the one aunt, you have the names off your, the top of your head, right? Cause you're, an encyclopedia of this stuff. <laughs> I think uh, it's her name, Allison Williams. I can't remember her. Yes, Williams. Yeah, that's her, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I thought they did well, really well, and I thought they were kind of the heart of the movie, and it kind of gave that extra layer. Uh, so I really enjoyed that one. I can't wait for a sequel. You know, they're going to do a sequel. It made a killing at the box office. Oh, so they are. Yeah, they that it. was a that was a super fun movie for me. So yeah, yeah, good, very good pick, and I, and I agree uh, as well. That was a that was a surprise. I was not expecting that movie to. Uh, be as much much fun as it was but uh you know it was stupid can't be fun um, and, yeah i liked it yeah i blasted it didn't make my honorable mentions because of what megan did to dewey the dog my dog's name is dewey <laughs> uh, i can understand that i that, that, yeah but no it was at a least, fun at movie. least they didn't show it they didn't show they it. i do show wish it. it was rated r though the movie i thought i wanted to see her kill do some pretty graphic kills but it was, the unrated cut had a little the ear scene was pretty cool with the kid mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy that they killed the kid in the movie. That was pretty cool. <laughs> happy they killed the kid, but not the dog. He's a little asshole. <laughs> now, sometimes they have it coming for them, you know, just the way it goes. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. It was it was a fun, uh, and I expect there'll be a sequel, uh, no doubt. Uh, all right, I will. Uh, I'll throw up my first honorable mention, and it is Dark Harvest. Uh, this was one of those movies where, going off of the the trailer i said okay this could either be a 
uh, a hit or it could be a misfire. Uh, and, and fortunately, uh, it, it was a hit. Uh, just from a cinematography level, it's one of the most beautiful horror films I saw this year. It really has this this scope and and sort of kind of haunting beauty to it that I really appreciated. I like whenever there's a movie set in a small town. This is set back in the 1950s in the Midwest, so it kind of has that retro, creepy vibe to it. And then you just throw in this terrifying pumpkin skeleton scarecrow guy that rises from the cornfield every single Halloween night and all the kids in town have to band together to try and uh you know defeat this monster and of course there's always you know something more to it than than meets the eye but uh I, I don't know I, I thought this was a this was a great film it was it was tight everything kind of built right to the uh to the climax and you know th- there were some moments where where the uh, the kills and the the scares really caught me by surprise so i i give props uh to that but i think just from like a production level i mean they really hit it home it felt and looked like fall and autumn and again these kind of movies whenever you're going to lean into that aesthetic uh, you kind of go big or go home and they they definitely did that uh with this so uh Dark Harvest definitely would uh, recommend checking this out. I'm really bummed I didn't get that. I didn't get around to seeing this one. Uh, I'm slacking, <laughs> but I was waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray. But it's just like a digital release for now. I'm, I want the yeah. Blu-ray, so yeah, I was yeah. trying to hold out for that. But I definitely have to check it out now. Yeah, de- definitely check it. I think you'll you'll uh, sounds up my alley. Yeah, sounds up my alley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see it, Nolan? I did not. No, I did not. So. That's definitely going to go on my list. There we go. Add it to the list. Now the, the list yeah. always grows. Good for a hollow. Like Halloween I really time, didn't right? even. I I don't know if I'm just under a rock. I didn't even really see anything for it. I don't really it, know much about it. It, it was released on digital. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, it was not properly yeah. promoted. Um, oh, it was during Halloween season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense because I was super busy. We were busy with the podcast, you know, covering yeah. a lot of stuff. So. I didn't get around to a lot of stuff that I wanted to in the Halloween season. So they like dumped it and they should have, they should have really marketed it a little bit. Mm. It was originally supposed to go to theaters, but then they just did the digital release. I think it's like mm. MGM or something. Yeah. Like this was one of those movies again. I mean, not to get like into the whole you know, nitty gritty of like what goes to streaming right. versus what goes to theaters. But like, I think like this should have gone to theaters and I have another I movie agree. on my list that, I know should have gone to theaters and would have just made a, a killing at the box office, but you know, um, many of those. Yeah. You know, those. again, you know, I, I can't get into the heads of an executive and studio. So we'll you know, leave that for uh, smarter people, I guess. But uh, yeah, so there, there's a, there's my first honorable. Uh, so uh, right. Anthony, it's I'll back to you, you again. Ah, all right. <laughs> I know. I know the pressure is on. <laughs> all right. Let me throw out another one. I'm going to go with, I really, really enjoyed Totally Killer. Uh, it came nice. out on Amazon Prime just in time for Halloween. Uh, I thought the opening scene was so badass with the mom. She kicked ass and she's still like, I mean, I don't want to give him spoilers, but it still got pretty brutal. And I thought the lead, oh, what's her name? Kiernan Shipka. She was yeah. awesome. Great final girl. It's it's just fun. It's Back to the Future meets Scream. <laughs> it's, it's slasher fun. And uh, it was cute. I hope that we get more movies like that. It was kind of like Back to the Future, Happy Death Day, Scream yeah. vibe. It's all, I'm all about it. It was fun. I smiled the whole way through and I wanted to watch it once it ended again. So yeah, a good time. Definitely concur. It's also, uh, I have it noted for one of my honorable mentions. It uh, it was it was a ton of fun. It has cool set pieces, memorable set pieces. Uh, the friend group was good. The one friend. Um her her one best friend that's that's in the past and or with her mom is in the past and then her friend is in the future they did really well together um i thought that was a good little trio um yeah it was it was just a totally fun movie did you see that phil did you catch that movie oh yeah i yeah loved that loved it and i'll it, it's it's i have it later on but it, it Ooh, was okay. oh yeah <laughs> the, this was uh this was a real surprise because yes yeah, yeah it was to uh, me too. Say, it was a real surprise because they reference scream in the movie That's i know i know so, <laughs> checking the after, boxes right there yeah pulling after ants heartstrings <laughs> <laughs> was made for you anthony Okay, uh, so I'm next. Uh, because you mentioned it, my next honorable mention is Scream 6. 
didn't quite make my top three, but it's it was very close. It, it's right up there for me. I love this movie. It's uh, one of my favorites in the franchise. I love what they did going to New York. Um, the set pieces are really cool. I love the ending. And a lot of people, the ending doesn't work for them because of the whole ghost face reveal. It's, it's not as strong as others. And I will agree with that, but I think, you know, Sam and Tara carried that ending. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I thought but ghost face was um, probably the most brutal. If, if not, it's one of the most more brutal ghost face, especially that bodega scene. I mean, Holy crap. Oh, so yeah. cool. But uh, yeah, this is uh, right up my alley. This is my kind of screen movie. It's it's um, I believe uh, my second for uh, yeah it it leapfrobs scream scream four. So uh, behind the original, it's my second favorite screen movie. So and that's a really Wild. strong franchise. So yeah, didn't quite make my top three though. It's a good year for horror, but I do love that movie. And uh, shout out to uh, Melissa. Hopefully, we'll see her again. You know, a lot of things going on in, in current events, but uh, you know, if this is her final screen movie, I think it ended on a pretty good note. Uh, we didn't know it was going to be when the movie got released, but kind of looking back, I'm glad that her and Tara survived and they kind of mm. walked off into the sunset. So if this does happen to be her last movie, then uh, I'm fine with that, but hopefully we'll see her maybe in the future. She can make another appearance, but we'll, we'll see. That's all, <laughs> that's all up in the air right now. So yeah. No, I, I co-sign what you just said. Uh, perfectly, uh, perfectly said, especially uh, with regards to the ending of that film. Uh, again, sometimes things have a weird way of like foreshadowing or whatnot, but uh, that's definitely one of those. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. All right. So for, for my uh, next honorable mention, it is called Night of the Hunted. And this is a movie that uh, went directly to streaming so it has not necessarily been on everybody's radar but just a quick uh synopsis of the plot uh this uh couple pulls into an all-night gas station in the middle of nowhere and then there is a sniper hiding in the hills somewhere and slowly takes out everybody in the gas station except this woman and there's a walkie-talkie left behind inside the convenience store and she has to communicate with this killer and try to understand why he is doing this and maybe how this connects to her or maybe it doesn't uh there was a real strong mystery element to this film as well as kind of like the the headline effect this this movie felt real like it you know could be something that has happened in real life. I mean, it feels like you turn on the news these days and there's always something tragic or, or horrific happening uh, in these kind of scenarios. So there was that kind of life imitating art or art imitating life. Um, but it, the performances are really strong in it. And it's one of these movies where they could have leaned kind of into the, you know, the over the top aspect or even like a campy nature and i mean they play it uh serious the entire way through and i think that kind of adds to the the suspense and the and the the real horror of this film because you know the whole mystery of it is is why is this guy doing what he's doing and uh, the movie really takes you for a roller coaster ride uh with regards to what's going on behind the scenes and I, again, I was really surprised by this one as well. Did not expect to uh, enjoy it as as much as I did. But uh, it's one of those films where it kind of it grabs you from the first uh, frame and it doesn't let up until the credits roll. So uh, Night of the Hunted uh, is another one that I would uh, give a shout out to and recommend. Another one I keep going by on Shutter. I guess I'm going to have to check it out. I cannot wait. There we go. There's, there, there, there's two for you. I love the director. He directed um, P2, and that's one of my favorite Christmas oh, yeah. horror movies. It's so underrated. And he did the Maniac remakes, and that's awesome, yep. too. So I definitely have to check this one out. Yeah, th this was uh, this was really good. Uh, really, really suspenseful. And like I said, the, the, the ending, I won't I won't get into it too much. The ending yep. may, be, uh, may be controversial for people. All right, well, I'm gonna have to, maybe I'll watch that tonight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't see it, right? 
No, I feel like a fraud. I mean, we're coming on. I know. I'm <laughs> slacking this We're the year. ones with our horror movie podcast that we haven't seen. That's been busy. It's been recommendations busy year. yet, but uh, definitely going to check that one out for sure. All right. So, so I get to go again? Go right. Yeah. yeah. Again, feel free. All right. Sorry, guys. I have to. Okay. So my next one is going to be Cobweb. Oh. I adore this movie. I don't know why Lionsgate released it in the middle of the summer instead of spooky season because it's pretty much from my eyes it's going to be like a halloween staple a halloween classic one day cult classic it's so damn good uh just one lizzie kaplan all you gotta say is lizzie kaplan she is absolutely amazing in this movie there's one scene that literally gave me chills when she's just standing in that hallway giving that look and that smile it's so damn good um again i don't want to say too much because i know a lot of people haven't seen this one so check it out it's primetime movie for halloween it's the halloween vibes are all over the place it's pretty much about an eight-year-old boy who uh starts hearing things and his parents are acting weird as hell and then crazy stuff happens but i think it's well worthwhile i think it has some unsettling scenes i think the build-up is better than the payoff at the end but it's still all around a great movie i adore it yeah no i I, this was one of those movies where i'm kind of shocked that it wasn't released on or around halloween time i mean just the movie is set up so perfectly and I, I co-sign what you said, Anthony. I mean, it has just a, a creepy autumn vibe and mm-hmm. it just, I mean, what, what's not to love about this movie? It's, it, it's, exactly. it, it's twisted fun. This was also on my honorable mentions. I, I, the only thing I can think of was they wanted to set this up to be streaming for Halloween, but I, yeah, I totally agree. They should have did at least like a September release and then had it go to streaming for October because right. Talk about uh, Halloween vibes and spooky vibes. Everything you said, Ant, I definitely agree. Uh, it, the payoff I liked, but I more Lizzie Kaplan. That's all I'm going to say without <laughs> without spoiling anything. I just wanted more, 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 and that's my only gripe with the movie. But definitely like that movie a lot for sure. Go sign that. Go sign that. Okay, um, I'll rattle off another one. Yeah. Um, this is one that's uh, to notice surprise to Ant. He knows how much I love these movies. It's uh, The Nun 2. <laughs> Nun 2. Uh, these are, I guess, kind of like, I, I, I don't want to say guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty for liking them. Uh, I really like the, uh, both these movies, and I thought this was a worthy sequel to The First Nun. I, I think um, in terms of The Conjuring Universe, uh, these movies are um, standalone in terms of the... Um, spinoffs in the universe because uh it has solid acting i love the acting in it and um i a lot a lot of what people said about the first nun i feel like they uh didn't fix but they kind of elevated the nun two and they made it a little bit more intense uh, i mean that the ending is just crazy it's it's wacky it's it's maybe a little too wacky for people there's a lot going on but i i personally liked it and uh you know i'm a big gothic horror guy so it has those gothic horror vibes throughout and um yeah it's just fun it's just fun popcorn horror you know it's got a lot of jump scares which i know a lot of people who love horror like you know crap on but i think there's a place in horror for movies like these um big budget popcorn horror movies like this and i don't I don't have I don't find a problem with them so I I really enjoyed these movies so uh yeah it almost made my top three but uh I definitely had to give a shout out to the nun too fun movie fun movie yeah no definitely I I wasn't personally I wasn't a big fan of of the first one and I thought this one sort of self-corrected in a way that uh I mean wasn't perfect but uh yeah, like I said I mean it's you know it's 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 a fun fun. horror movie it's a fun Friday night popcorn movie I actually think the first one, I like the end, the third act more. The first one, but I like the rest of this. That the movie, this movie, I like it all the way up to the third act. I think the third act's a big CGI mess in the Nun Two, but everything else I liked a lot. That's fair. That's fair. You have any more, Phil? Or you're done. I have. I have one more. So okay, uh, if, if you gentlemen, <laughs> you gentlemen have more. You know, feel free. This is okay, uh, cool. all, all good here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, now we're getting into kind of like real, real tough decision, uh, territory. Um, and, and I went back and forth on this one. Um, but, uh, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't, uh, Uh next the other ones. So, uh, my other honorable mention is, uh, no one will save you. And this, uh, this was another one of these films that surprised the hell out of me because normally I am not a big fan of 
alien abduction movies or really any kind of alien uh you know end of the world type uh scenario i just like it, it's sort of like one of those things once you've you know seen one of them you've seen them all but this felt like a a fresh take on an old subgenre and what i really like about this movie above all else it's practically a silent performance by Caitlin Deaver and and she is phenomenal in this movie. I mean, she carries it without even saying a word and it's all in her expressions and her reactions. And I have to say, even though there is, you know, some CGI aliens going around, like they they looked real. Like, I mean, they, they looked frightening, like just the whole concept of, of what was going on. And I won't get into obviously spoilers in case people haven't seen it, but this was not like okay the aliens show up and blow up a bunch of buildings it's like the aliens are here and then like what happens next kind of thing and i like how it was set in a rural small town and again it's all about this one uh one uh, character and her journey and ultimately coming to, uh, to terms with her own past trauma and whatnot and i know some people have kind of like been curious or or maybe critique the ending i thought the ending of the film was was actually pretty brilliant and so this was i don't know again another surprise hit for the year for me and again especially kind of combining horror and uh, an alien movie i thought was a really nice uh combination in this regard so yeah definitely would recommend no one will save you sci-fi horror especially alien invasion horror it's tricky to nail especially yeah. nowadays it's it's tricky to to nail and i agree with you i think they did a good job for sure yeah i really like this movie it's like a feature length twilight zone episode um i thought mm-hmm. caitlin deaver carried it i i really love the first 30 minutes and i actually really do love the ending it's just some of the stuff in the middle kind of loses me a little bit oh, sure. but i do really like the movie um I, I actually brian duffield he's the director i don't know if you guys have seen his first movie spontaneous i do prefer that one it's a last of a movie i recommend that but this was also really good i had a good time with it i didn't say not to put that on the list yeah it's a fun movie it's really fun nice nice it's about ex- people who explode <laughs> <laughs> well there we go that that should be entertaining <laughs> all right nolan you have more because i'm gonna just rattle off a couple and then we can just get through it i'm just gonna uh, yeah i technically have like one more but uh, go ahead yeah go okay ahead. so i'm just gonna do real quick yeah. I want to give a shout out to my horror comedy, Renfield, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas oh, Holt. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. It's awesome. It was one of like the least performing like of the Universal B movies this year, but I thought it was the best one. I thought it was better than Megan. I thought it was better than Cocaine Bear. It's a blast of a movie, and I watch it over, over, and over again. And I mean, Nicholas Cage is freaking Dracula. It's awesome. It's so good and so bloody. I love it. I will just say, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love a sequel. I know, I, I know, I know, me too. It, it, that needs more love, I'll just say that. It's so damn good. I love that movie. I adore it. And then my other two, they kind of had the same, I love my dark horror. They, these are pretty, really dark, dark, dark horror vibes. The first one, actually, I just watched last night is When Evil Lurks. Mm. Damn, that movie got me. Uh, that is... Uh, mean little movie and i loved it (laughs) i think they could have trimmed like 10 minutes and it would have maybe been a perfect movie (laughs) but other than that again i don't want to say too much because it's all about the experience with that movie uh definitely watch it guys because it's mean and it's dark and that's a horror movie and then the other one is talk to me which also is a very very mean little movie that i thought i didn't know if i was gonna like it but i ended up loving it i do you think that the first half is better than the second half, which is why it didn't quite make my top three, but I still adore it. There's one scene that might be like the most graphic scene of the year for me and it involves, um, I forget the the boy's name, but whew, it is a scene. And I love that that movie is not afraid. That movie is also not afraid to end on a downer. And I love my downer horror movie. So those two, if you guys want to feel not good after a movie, watch Talk to Me and When Evil Lurks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, you need to like you know take a breather after that. Movie. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree, Ant. With uh, talk to me, I think the first half is definitely stronger than the second half. It didn't didn't make my list, but um, good pick. Evil when evil lurks. Oh man, I don't want to. We 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 shouldn't give any spoilers because, <laughs> like you said, if you go in yeah. blind, that movie will affect you 
for sure. Um, I just have one one quick little shout out. This this was kind of like my fun pick. Um, it's not quite you know scary. It's not a slasher, but it was um, a haunting in Venice. I really oh, had okay. a lot of a lot of fun with that movie. It was it was uh, really cool. I thought the performances were good throughout, and um, it's a cool, moody little detective mystery. Um, I love the the setting. I love the uh, orphanage house, whatever old house um, takes place in Venice. Obviously, uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, you know, it's it it's doesn't feel too long. You can kind of just put it on in the background. It kind of set the mood if you want like a spooky mood. And um, I'll definitely go back to this one a lot, probably once a year at least. Um, it was it was a fun little movie. Liked it a lot. I have to check that one out too. I'm slacking this year's guys. I'm real slacking. <laughs> did did you see the other two, Nolan? You know, it's funny. I haven't. Uh, we I was talking to Ant, and I didn't even know that it was part of the other two. That it was I only saw the first one. So I, this is my first, you know, dive into that universe. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny. I'll have to check out the other two, I guess. I, I will say this is the best of the three. Really? That's yeah, good to know. This is the best of the three. And it, I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, this one, I, they really worked out the kinks um, in this one. And I mean, granted, you know, they, they're all based on Agatha Christie novels, but this one just felt like they just were firing on all cylinders, so. Uh, I mean, again, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, don't watch the other ones, but they're, you know, at least for me, the quality was not there like this one. Good. I'm excited to check it out then. Definitely. Definitely recommend it. Is that it? We're we're getting to our top three now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. All right. Okay. So now, uh, now the real fun begins. So, uh, all right. I will start off with, uh, uh, my number three for the year, and uh, it is Scream Six. Uh, I I adore this film. The, this for someone who was not a big fan of Scream Five outside of Sam and 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 Tara's characters, this one just came in and blew the roof off the place. Uh, I agree with what you mentioned earlier, Nolan. I think this is the most aggressive ghost face that we have seen i mean that he is like right up there in you know in, in michael and jason territory in this movie just in terms of uh his his brutality i love that they said it in new york i love it whenever we get out of woodsboro in these movies it's kind of funny this is only the third time uh that is that it's happened but new york is just such a a fun locale for a horror movie and uh i thought they really played into that well and then of course you've got the great story with with sam and and terror and again just a shout out to to melissa barrera i was you know uh in love with her performance in the first one and and even more so uh after scream six i mean just a an all-out badass final girl uh as far as i'm concerned but yeah i mean this movie it, it's scary it's brutal that whole sequence where they're trying to go across on the ladder from one apartment to the next i mean Again, I've I've seen the movie you know probably five or six times at this point, and like it, I I'm still shocked by that that whole sequence. It's like okay, well, just just get her across the ladder, get her across the ladder. But uh, I don't know it, it's it's a lot of fun. It it really was a uh, an improvement for uh, over five uh, in, in my book, and yeah, it's easily one of my uh, one of my top scream sequels I, I i don't know quite where i would rank it it's it, it's either in a uh a number a number three or number four category it's it's really 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 close so i i can love this film and certainly there's a lot of moving parts now with regards to to scream seven and and whatnot and you know i would just say if you know if this is the concluding chapter of of this particular storyline i think you know what a what a great way to to have it end and it it really does kind of feel like a nice conclusion uh you know before obviously everything that has happened uh since but yeah scream six real uh real surprise again i i love this franchise but um i was kind of you know tempering my expectations going into it because five was kind of so so for me but this one came in and uh it, it totally redeemed itself so uh definitely uh would recommend this film and uh you know uh, it's easily one of the best entries in the franchise the return of kirby too and, thank you uh an- another underrated final girl in uh, my humble opinion yes 
Yeah, I mean, this was this did just just barely didn't crack. It'd probably be my number four. It was on my honorable mentions, but I uh, love this movie as well. And I'm sure we'll hear some thoughts from Ant coming up as well. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. Fire away, sir. Yeah, go ahead, Ant. You go. All right. So my number. All right, my top three. I just decided are going to be the ones that I'm going to rewatch the most. It's that's just, fine. This that's... is how I did it. This oh, is good. how I did it, and that's my criteria. <laughs> My number three, talk about Scream, it's going to be Sick, though. The movie that oh, came out yeah. oh. Friday the February, back in February, uh, written by Kevin Williamson, one of the GOATs, uh, the writer of Scream, Scream 2, and Scream 4. Um, I absolutely adore this movie. It's one big chase scene, and I that's my favorite part about slasher movies, and this is the entire movie. The final girl is awesome in this movie she kicks ass she doesn't stop the entire movie she does i'm yelling at the screen for her to do something and she does exactly what i'm saying so it's smart um i forget her character's name but uh parker she's so good and then the ending it's so it's i mean it's literally so scream you have a killer monologue that like makes me giggle every time i hear it um i thought i wasn't gonna be put off by it because it's a pandemic based around the pandemic but they played with it so much it had me laughing at the screen um and the opening scene was again it reminded me of a scream opening it's so good um yeah this was just a fun suspenseful rated r slasher chase movie and that's what i like that's my favorite kind of movie and so sick i really 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 was surprised by this one and again i'm upset this is one that i also thought should not have been dumped onto streaming because it would have been fun to see this with the crowd Everyone on the edge of their seats. So yeah, six man number three. I really love this movie. Love it, love it. And I agree with you. It should have gone to theaters. Hundred percent. I only watched this once, so I I kept this off. But I did have a really good time with it as well. I, I need to kind of check it out again to really get familiar with it. So yes. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm up Fire. number three. Yeah, All right, here we go. So. Uh, my number three is going to be Saw X, number three. Uh, what can I say? Uh, if you if you listen to our podcast, Never Split Up, we we did our uh, horror franchise rankings. Uh, Saw is my f- second favorite horror franchise ever. And um, this is just a great installment. Um, I, I don't want to say return to form, but because it is so different than the others. But, you know, you get Tobin Bell uh, front and center. Um, he's awesome at 80 years old, man. I mean, he did <laughs> so well to take on this leading role. Uh, of course you, ha- you have, um, Amanda Young is back. One of my favorites. Um, I love their dynamic and they play off each other so well in this movie. You kind of get a little backstory for those that don't know, just real quick. It, it's, it's kind of like a prequel to the sequels. It's, it's, it takes place between, um, one and two. So it kind of gives you a little bit more backstory as to, you know, bridges the gap between those movies. And um, I love the different scenery. We're in uh, Mexico, I believe it is. Uh, Yeah, Mexico. Uh, So that was cool to kind of get out of the the country and get a little bit different setting. I love the victims, especially Cecilia. Obviously, everyone talks about Cecilia. I thought she did great. And uh, maybe we'll see her again if they do a Saw 11. I think it would be really cool to bring her back for the future. Um, Yeah, I just love this. It's uh, it's a more personal story. Um, I love Jigsaw. I love John Kramer. It's um, it's it's not the traditional uh, detective subplot storyline, and I, I like that. I think it's fresh and it's new, and um, it's it's a lot more personal. Like I said, the traps were really cool, and it was just a ton of fun. I remember um, just sitting in the theater, and as soon as that music kicked in at the <laughs> end, you know, I was just waiting for it because it was so drawn out. Um, not to spoil too much of the movie, but it was so drawn out, and you knew it was coming, and it finally came. And you're like, ah, oh, yes. And then uh, shout out to the uh, the mid credit scene. That's what kind of sealed it for me. Uh, I'm a big uh, Hoffman guy, so it was good seeing him in the mid credit scene. So, uh, yeah, love Saw X. It was a fucking great movie for this franchise. It, it did feel like a return to form. I would I would agree with that. It did. felt like it, it corrected for some of the other, uh, I don't want to say flaws or, or issues, right. but sort of, you know, uh, yeah, it, it felt fresh and 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 new, and uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, fan of this franchise, but you know, even you know, for someone who's more of a casual viewer, uh, I I was like, yeah, this is this is really badass. 
Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that perspective from like yeah. more of a casual franchise fan. That's that's cool to hear. Yeah, so you know, bring on bring on the next installment. Very good Saw movie. Uh, Shawnee Smith and Tobin Bell carried it, but I think this should be the end. It's a perfect little bow on the franchise. Keep them coming, I say. Keep them no, coming. No, no. <laughs> End it already. <laughs> one more. We need one more with Hoffman. Oh, we need one more. <laughs> it's never over. <laughs> if there's one thing true about horror movies, they, they never end. Yeah. You know, that could be both good and bad. But, you know, depends who you ask, of course. Um all right. So my uh my number two, and uh, I uh hinted at this early on. This is a movie that, without question, should have gone mm. to theaters. This is a perfect movie to see with a crowd. It is what I would call a fun slasher film. And it is, of course, totally killer. Yes. I just absolutely adore this film. It's Scream meets Back to the Future. What's not to <laughs> love there? I mean, I-, I have been waiting for a time travel slasher movie and like i know stupid people say well you've had happy death day no like this really borrows from all the best elements of back to the future and the first scream to create this like i said it's a fun slasher movie and uh kieran shipka is easily one of my my new favorite final girls i like how she's able to bring sort of 2023 sensibilities into a kind of late 80s uh slasher environment and it's just sort of a, a kind of a fun you know clash of the worlds if you will uh i love the mass the sweet 16 killer i think that's already uh an iconic look i hope we get to see more with this it kind of ties everything up nicely uh at the end but you know hey there was back to the future part two and part three so like i mean come on let's let's see where else we could go with this let's go back you know even further in time you know let's have like a 50 slasher or something but uh no i i i had such a blast with this film i've seen it already three times and again it's one of those movies where especially if you watch it with a crowd it's even more enjoyable so uh totally killer if if you haven't seen this film first off you know what are you what are you waiting for go see it right now because it is uh if you're not a fan of these kind of uh you know blood and guts movies or whatnot this kind of is that that perfect balance between the comedy uh and the uh and the the kills if you will and i just had a great time with it from uh from beginning to end you know like like you said like wanted to watch it again as soon as it was over I'm so happy it's your number two. It's such a fun movie. I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I totally agree for sure. It's it's just fun. Yeah, I I, I want I can watch it like over and over again. Never get tired of it. No, that's the thing is it's instant rewatchability, which is you know always a good thing. All right, number two. All right, right. now it's getting my, intense. Yes. So my number two. Once I say my number two, people are going to be shocked at what my number one is. But my number two is Thanksgiving. <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie. I just, obviously, I just saw it last week, the day before Thanksgiving. Eli Roth just knocked it out of the park with this movie. It It's exactly what, it's fun. It's a fun slash movie. It reminds me of a late 90s cheesy version of like i know what you did last summer and everyone knows that i know you did last summer that's my shit after scream so this is just it was great the kills were awesome they weren't like brutal to the point where you're like you have to look away they're brutal like that's nasty but like you're like smiling and laughing because it's just so fun and i i love that about it there's a couple good but on the other hand there's a couple good suspenseful chase sequences there's some tension in the movie and we just finally have a great Thanksgiving horror movie that I'm going to watch every year. The vibes are everywhere. I thought the finale was great. You know, I love a nice monologue and we got that again, you know, some little sprinkles of scream in there. Um, the final girl, I thought she was a really good final girl. And I like how they left it open for a sequel. Cause I wouldn't mind having a Thanksgiving horror sequel every other year. And uh, I hope we get more Yeah, Eli Roth really stepped up to the plate and delivered a fun slasher for theaters. I'm thankful that this one was released in theaters, so I cannot wait to go see this again before it's out of theaters. Loved it. Awesome. This is going to be a yearly uh, rewatch for me. As soon as Halloween is over, you kind of get that Halloween Mm -hmm. 
dump where you're a little depressed that it's over. <laughs> November 1st, I'm watching this every year, November 1st, to get me in the mood for Multiple Thanksgiving. Multiple times leading up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Thank you, Eli Roth. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Some of those kills are freaking awesome. I know. <laughs> Okay, uh, my number two. This is one that Phil mentioned. Oh. My number two is No One Will Save You. Oh, well. Uh, nice. Yeah, I love this movie. I love this movie. It is, like you said, Phil, it's super unique premise. You have our final girl who was alone throughout the entire movie. She starts off alone. She pretty much ends alone. Again, I, I don't want to spoil too much because it wasn't a huge release. It's on Hulu, so check it out on Hulu if you haven't seen it. But um. I thought the pacing was excellent. And you said you had a little bit of problems with the middle of the movie. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, Caitlin Deaver delivered, man. She just, I mean, she had to carry the movie, right? Because it was all in her performance. And I thought she definitely delivered. Um, the ending, I I could see how it's controversial. I liked it. Uh, I, I thought it made me think. It made me really, you know, say, oh, wow, what's going on? for her to really make this decision. And then when you think back to what happened to her throughout the movie, it all makes sense. It kind of takes you a couple of minutes to kind of wrap your head around it. But uh, yeah, this movie's fun. I, I compare it to the, um, the kitchen scene in Jurassic park where the kids are getting stalked by the Raptor. I think it's that throughout uh, the entire movie. Yeah, it, it has that same feeling with the aliens and stuff. I thought um, I like, I personally like when sci-fi, especially sci-fi horror, um, quote unquote goes there and kind of doesn't it, it 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 shows you the aliens i don't like when they play their cards too close i like when they just mm -hmm. go all out um i thought the alien design was you know we've seen it before it's simple but it was effective mm -hmm. and um yeah this movie was just intense i i love the setting uh some of the cinematography shots were so cool with the spaceship and stuff above the house uh, super cool. I, I love it so much. I can't wait to uh, rewatch this for years to come. It was it was definitely a treat, and uh, would have been cool in theaters as well. Again, you know, talk about movies that would have been fun with a crowd. I think this would have been super cool to see this like opening weekend if this was a bigger release and people you know holding their breath at certain moments. Because uh, I know I was sitting on the couch watching it by myself. So yeah, love this movie. No, that, that's a great uh, comparison to Jurassic Park because it it, it does have that same intensity which you know is a nice subtlety because you know often with these movies it's like all right the aliens show up and that's it like there's no real suspense and i'm glad that this movie took its time kind of playing with the audience and obviously uh you know playing with her character um i i yeah co-sign uh across the board and it's uh, uh it should have gone to theaters that's all i'll i'll say on the other one <laughs> yeah Again, who who am I to get in the heads of these, you know, studio executives <laughs> that make these great decisions, you know, wonderful business, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> you know, who the hell knows? Um, all right. So, yeah, my uh, my number one. Now, uh, this is the, uh, the moment we've been waiting for. Uh, it is Thanksgiving. This movie. Wow. It was not on my radar until about a three, four weeks until uh, prior to the film coming out. And to be honest, I watched the trailer once. I paid sort of surface level attention to the marketing. I said, well, it's based on, you know, the, the fake trailer. So like, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, Eli Roth, you either like his stuff or you don't. He's, you know, very, you know, I wouldn't say it's like super divisive, but like, you know, he has this sort of a, you know, an aesthetic that he works with. And so like I said, right. well, we'll see what happens. You know, I kind of went in thinking, you know, I'll be maybe mildly entertained. Well, you know, this was a a buffet of, of just horror delight. I mean, I I laughed. I, I was just in awe of this movie. And, you know, my expectations were, were somewhat low and it just like, it, it is a perfect movie for this time of year. You said it, well, no one like as soon as Halloween is over, this is going to get us right through it uh, and, and kind of you know, pick up our spirits. But like, oh, just the the 90s vibes, like, you know, you said, I think, you know, Scream. I know what you did last summer. You know, it, it, it certainly has a, 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 a fun campiness to it, but it never goes 
overboard just like it never goes overboard with the uh with uh, some of the kills but like i mean just some of the the, the moments it was like and i saw it with a pretty full house and i mean yep. people were like you know they were <laughs> screaming at the screen like I, I won't get into you know too many spoilers but like there was one moment with the cat and oh i, I love that like I that <laughs> the audience like this is what I do. Like the audience was so into because they were literally screaming at the screen, yeah. "Don't kill the fucking same, cat!" Like, same. and so like, I, I mean, just I know that kind of stuff was uh, what you love about these movies, especially when you get some audience participation. And I, I mean, John Carver, like, he's already in the big leagues and he's had one movie. Like, I mean, just the look and what I think I really appreciated. It wasn't just some brute in a mask like there was a personality to this killer and obviously the uh you know the reveal astute viewers will probably be able to to pick it up fairly early on but like it never like it was never like a downer like there's a fun yeah, it wasn't the point yeah it wasn't yeah the like point, yeah, yeah, we it's, knew. Yeah, it's yeah. the ride you know <laughs> like it, it, it's it's a thanksgiving slasher movie like yep. it, it delivers what it's it set out uh, sets out to do I, I would even argue it might be eli roth's best film uh i i really think he he just he he set out what he wanted to do he, he wanted to to make the best thanksgiving horror film i mean and and he's done that he's made an instant classic as far as i am concerned i i adore this film i can't wait to watch it again you know, I mean, I've already got like the John Carver mask behind. <laughs> like, I like I said, you know, I got my street cred with this movie. But, uh, you know, damn, this this was a lot of fun, and and it it delivers what I love the most about these kind of horror movies, where you've got a great cast, you've got a great story, and a hell of a lot of suspense and, and uh, scares along the way. So, yeah, Thanksgiving. This was a you know, I. If someone said, Phil, the, you know, there'll be a Thanksgiving horror movie and you're going to be, you know, in love with this movie, I would have said, no way. And then it was by Eli Roth. I would have said, oh, definitely no way. But, you know, I, I was happy to have my uh, uh, my expectations surpassed. So uh, definitely uh, we'll be uh, revisiting this film again and again. Yeah, I'll be going back for go a second. Go see this movie, everybody. I want a sequel so bad. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point, I given how so. well it is done. I uh, hope so. At the box office, uh, and it didn't cost that much to make. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we'll see, of course. But like, yeah, there's there's definitely room for a sequel. There's room for seconds. Cannot wait. Yeah. So there we go. I can't wait to see it again. I, mean, Me I need too. to see it again, pronto. Me too. Yeah, you know, right. Just had a good time with it. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching that on repeat once I buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> on repeat. Um. Okay. My number one surprise surprise people <laughs> um and all you twitter people are gonna be like see so relax everybody my <laughs> least favorite scream movie is still my number one favorite horror movie of the year it's scream six is my favorite movie of the favorite horror movie of the year um i do have quite a bit of problems with it it's just because this franchise is so special to me that i critique it and i don't want it to jump the shark and i see little hints of where this movie is more about the gimmicks and the story and the characters. And in my opinion, Scream should always be about the story and the characters first. But it has my favorite sequence of the year with the Gale Weather sequence. She absolutely mm. killed that scene. You know, how's that for nostalgia, fucker? That's the line of the year for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Courtney Cox just, she's carrying the legacy as she should. Um, I think that what really makes this movie powerful now is, you know, Obviously, they didn't plan for these events to happen, but I think the final shot of the movie now with Sam and Tara, uh, you know, everyone has seen the movie by now, so no spoilers, I guess. But, uh, you know, Sam throwing the mask down and choosing Tara over the dark side is really powerful now because that might be the last shot we ever see of them. And now when I watch it, it gets me actually emotional. Um, so I do think that that works as a good bookend to the characters. Um, I think that... You know, the problems I have with it is we really only have one character of importance who's killed other than the killers, and that's um, Annika. Everyone else are really just randoms. Um, you know, that's, I know it's bloodier than the other screen movies, but, you know, where's the consequence? It's just random people in a bodega and, you know, Gail's boyfriend who has one line in the movie and, you know, 
just random people who get killed. So that's kind of a little bit of a bummer. And um, I do think it's way too frantic. I think they're the worst killers of the entire franchise. But what really brings this movie together is Sam and Tara and them to kick an ass in that finale. Um, you know, looks like you're down another brother. What a badass line. I mean, Sam Carpenter. I mean, round of applause for her. She's amazing. Um, and Jenna Ortega, she stepped it up as Tara too. She's a little badass in that finale. So I really think that them two plus Gale Weathers really keep this movie together for me. It was good to see Kirby again. I wanted a little bit more from her, but it's always good to see her back. Um, yeah, I mean, even if this movie is not my favorite screen movie, it's still the movie that I'm going to rewatch the most out of any movie we talked about um, tonight. I absolutely adore it. Um, it was fun seeing it and seeing them take a new setting to New York City. And um, I love the ghost face mask in this one. That's what I'll mm-hmm. say. The ghost face mask was awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was the fun. It was the Halloween kills of the screen franchise, in my opinion. But it did it did it better than Halloween kills did. So it was fun. It was a very fun screen movie. And I'm going to be watching it on repeat. And uh, yeah, if this is the end of Sam and Tara, I do think that it serves as a good ending to them too. They get to walk up, walk up into the sunset together. So yeah, Scream 6, my favorite horror movie of the year. Well said. Well said. I, I can't say I'm surprised, but I, I was looking forward to hearing if it was going to like, because it is your least favorite Scream. So it is. I was, and I was that's, curious that's to see if it's still yeah. maybe number one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay, so uh, last but not least, my number one, and I'm right with you, Phil. It's Thanksgiving is my number one. Uh, that was in all of our top threes, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're number that two. That says something uh, right there. I know. I Phil said it best. I mean, who would have thought a Thanksgiving horror movie directed by Eli Roth was going to be our favorite horror movie of the year, Ant, your second favorite, only behind Scream. I mean, that's pretty good company for you, Ant. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, You're talking about Eli Roth, how he kind of is, you know, divisive. People either get his movies or or they don't. I happen to be a fan of Eli Roth, but I will also say that there is always something in his movies that's just a little bit off. Um, He definitely puts his stamp on all of his movies, but there's always something that I wish was different or, you know, that could really take it over the top. It's not the case with this. I think he absolutely nailed it. And I do think it probably will go down for me as his best movie. Um, and that's saying something because I do like, a, a really like a few of his movies, but um, I really think he brought it all together and he put out an instant classic. I mean, there's not a lot of, let's be honest, there's not a lot of competition with Thanksgiving horror. So, you know, <laughs> had, that's that's the, his advantage there. But I will say it is an instant classic for, for this time of year. And um, like you said, Ann, it's everything we love about the 90s, early 2000s slashers. Um, it's got, he takes so much of that and he does it tastefully. He doesn't, you know, make fun of it or anything. It has just the right of camp to it just the right amount of camp to it uh it's the the kills are super memorable especially the um the um the mom the 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 stepmom scene the the, her kill her her whole sequence is so cool um our final girl jessica uh, played by nell verlack i think she really shines in a pretty crowded cast i think she kind of shines throughout and i think she's a good final girl and um the only thing i'll say is i give us more patrick dempsey in horror I love him. It, that, it, it, he was awesome. Scream. Yeah. He'll <laughs> be on Scream 7. It, well, he, he, I mean, he's got to be. He has to be now. Point, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a foregone conclusion now. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, it was good to have him back uh, in, in the genre. He does He does fit seamlessly. In that fun. that, that fun Boston accent. <laughs> yeah. Which I just learned is actually his real accent. Yeah, it's crazy is, that we've never really heard that before. Yeah, kind of, which yeah. You know, major props to him for hiding it all these years. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, well said, Nolan. Yeah, that that whole uh, stepmom sequence that was the uh, it was so chef's, good. chef's kiss right oh, there. The, <laughs> the dinner scene. I want oh, to highlight the dinner scene. I, I my jaw scene. was open the entire time, just <laughs> not because of how shocking it was. I mean, it was shocking, but I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Like how cool of a scene that was. I'm like, I am going to be watching this. That's when I knew I was going to be watching this movie every year. Uh, you know, around Thanksgiving, <laughs> that dinner scene was just mm, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I knew it right from the 
the the opening, opening scene with, 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 with the black friday madness like hilarious i was oh, like yeah. okay holy shit what is going on this is yeah. this is excellent yeah it reminded yeah. me a lot of uh krampus the, the beginning of the opening yeah yeah. yeah yeah yep krampus cranked up to 10 oh, yeah God. serious <laughs> yeah. yeah with a higher body count. this is a blast of a movie this is a blast of a movie i absolutely love it no i think it's i think it's great we all have it uh you know, yeah, we do in our ranking. So there's some uh, there's some uniformity there. There's some uh, mm-hmm. common ground, if you will. Um, gentlemen, if you want to uh, go around again and and, and uh, list off your uh, your honorable mentions as well as your uh, your top three again, just so we kind of uh, tie out the list for everybody who's listening. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll give you my guys my. I mean, my honorable mentions. I'll just say a few of them again. Phil Hat, totally killer. You guys got to watch. Uh, I. Dark horror, talk to me when evil lurks. Those are two really dark ones. If you guys like that kind of stuff, I like to feel, I like to feel a down after some horror movies. So watch those two. Mm-hmm. Renfield, if you want a nice horror comedy, Nicholas Cage, watch it. Cobwebs, great for the Halloween season. Um, and then my top three, I'll say it's going to be Sick is my number three, uh, written by Kevin Williamson. Number two, Thanksgiving. We just chatted about that for a bit. And then my number one is Scream Six. Got to have Scream in there. Nice, nice. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll just rattle off the movies I really liked. Uh, some of my honorable mentions was Cobweb, uh, Haunting in Venice, really fun if you guys like, you know, murder mysteries incorporated into the horror genre. Uh, totally Killer, like you guys said, super fun. Um, the Nun 2, shout out to the Nun franchise. I love those movies. Uh, Scream 6 and Megan. And my top three is going to be Saw X. Number three, I uh, just adore that franchise. Number two is No One Will Save You, which is kind of my surprise of the year. I had no expectations for that movie. And I just saw a couple of people on Twitter saying, oh, you got to check this movie out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. And my number two movie of the year, horror movie of the year is phenomenal. And then my number one is Thanksgiving. Thank you, Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. said. well said. Uh, my honorable mentions uh so dark harvest night of the hunted no one will save you and then the top three scream six totally killer and of course the instant holiday classic thanksgiving uh this was a a great year for horror i i have to say um a lot of surprises and uh a lot of uh, kind of expected uh enjoyments but uh definitely a lot of surprises so i was uh, certainly happy with this uh, this year, gentlemen. Are, is there anything that you're looking forward to in uh, 2024? I know it's uh, we're not quite there yet, but we are getting closer. Well, I know Ant is still looking forward to Salem's Lot. That's near yeah, that needs to come out already. It must on. be. Yeah, it, it, I know it exists somewhere, and I want it in theaters. I don't want it on Max. Get that in theaters, please. <laughs> God, yeah, that's my most anticipated when it comes out. I need to see that. Um, I'm not. I can't really remember uh, what other horrors coming out next year off the top of my head there's going to be a bu- bunch again though we're going to have a good time yeah i am super looking forward to nosferatu that yeah. oh yeah me too. me too hopefully yeah. insane i told you i love gothic horror and um it's it's going to be special i think so oh, yeah. i'm really looking forward to that yeah that looks incredible and i imagine maxine is going to drop next year so. uh, yeah, that's yeah. Coming out. yeah 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 round out that trilogy please sign me up whenever that is a, that is a releasing because mm-hmm. uh what a what they're, they're two for two right now so. i guess i can't wait for them to round out that trilogy that might go down as one of the best I, I, it might be my trilogies. favorite one too it might be my favorite one maxine of a feeling I heard it's like a whodunit slasher which i guess yeah it's a perfect it already that's has a great premise yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just a quick one are you guys on pearl versus x are you more a pearl or are you more of an x fan so hard because they're so different they are yeah um i love them both so much i might say x i might watch it more because it has a typical like grimy 70s slasher vibe but i mean pearl for an acting showcase i mean if i want to watch me a goth act i'm gonna watch pearl but i'll give x the slight edge uh if you look behind me i got my pearl poster <laughs> i give pearl the edge i like both of them um I like them a lot, but I give Pearl the edge. I'm a villain guy. I love my villains. So to yeah. see Pearl um, kind of take the, the you know, be in the forefront is awesome. And Mia Goth is just incredible. And I think she really shines in Pearl. So I, I give the edge to Pearl. 
that monologue talk about a monologue oh that was Bro. something that was uh, <laughs> i mean if, if there was ever supposed to be a you know a missed opportunity for uh, an academy award that was one right there yeah uh, she that needs was... she should have been nominated oh, don't even get me started on that yeah no <laughs> <laughs> you know at least we have jamie lee curtis it wasn't for horror but at least yes, you know, she, that's, did, she got it for horror. she got, her, she, that's right. yeah. she got her due there so I, i'm happy about that and it was uh it was mostly uh bright colors in the daytime too i love when horror movies do that and they, they like wizard of oz yeah the a whole, lot of a lot yeah, of references oh, to that yep yeah no i i mean i i doubt we'll ever get it i would love to see more spinoffs with pearl and like what, what, <laughs> what she what she up, up to you know during like you know yeah. the 1940s or 1950s because like we got I, like so many years in between we could definitely get those there's so a we'll lot see. of potential yeah. there i mean like yeah. you know, christmas Howard. on the farm or something you know or like you know the red scare or something there's a yeah, lot of stuff you could christmas do Street farm. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> no pearl uh that's Reason. that's another instant classic as far as i'm concerned but um well gentlemen this uh this was a a, a delight and a blast um where can folks uh where can folks find you where can they stalk you if you will on uh on social media yeah i'll go first uh my my personal uh handle on twitter is um at movie nolo um and our podcast is at never split up pod so definitely check us out we appreciate you phil for having us on absolutely yeah guys please check out our podcast never split up pod appreciate it i think my personal one just my name anthony DePuzo. so check that out too I'm so bad at yeah. That's my that's my Twitter name. <laughs> Just checked. <laughs> well, I, I'll make sure I leave everything in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, gentlemen, this was a uh, this was a blast. I think we have a we had a fun time talking about our our rankings of the year. This was a great year for for horror films, and uh, certainly more uh, more on the way in 2024. But uh, definitely, we'll have to have you back. And friends, chime in with your rankings, your favorite horror movies of the year uh you don't have to do the uh the top three if you uh, have more uh that was sort of my own creative chaos for this particular episode but again a thanks to anthony nolan for being on the show today that is all that i have for you this week i'll be back next week with a christmas centric episode and we'll do this all over again for the love of movies All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.